Hi, I'm Jennifer Wilde, and you're listening to Sober Exposure. If it's about recovery, we're going to cover it. It's like one big therapy session, but it's free. So thanks for joining our dysfunctional family as we uncover recovery with Sober Exposure. Let's go. Right on. It is Sober Exposure with me, Jennifer Wilde. And wow, we have landed the guest of the century, my friends. Ah. <laughs> yeah. So we finally got Becca on the show, Becca Brazil. Um, I met Becca through, I mean, like, I hate to say I met you through like social media because it sounds so like, I don't know, kind of like tacky. Like, I, ah. I don't know. But it's sort of kind of how we met, you know? And then, um, my, see, my dogs are excited about having you on the show. Ah. They're all psyched. They're like, finally, we got Becca. Ah. But um, so I just I found like we were just talking off air that I felt like it was really important for you to come on because you're a social media influencer and you have tons of people that follow you, tons of people that look up to you. Um, you know, just every time you see Becca, you think perfect chick that has everything together. Not at all. I mean, you 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 have you're an entrepreneur. You we're gonna talk about all the stuff that you do, all the good stuff. Um, we'll we'll get to that. Um, how you make me look so beautiful on Instagram with your filters and all the amazing articles and all the write-ups that you've had and and all that stuff. But let's start from the beginning. Um, and why one of the reasons you're on sober exposure, just give us a little rundown of who you are, where you come from and kind of like your experience, strength and hope. Welcome back. (laughs) Thank you so much, Jen. I'm such a big fan of Jen. So I'm just happy to be here. And I think what you're doing is really transforming and changing lives because it's so important to hear other people's stories and, you know, see that they've been able to overcome certain things. And for me, I was born with ADHD. Um, I was born here in San Diego. My mom's Brazilian. She's very, very spicy Latina woman. And my dad's very American, deaf and divorced when I was young. And I lived, you know, in a household of like Americans and then in a household of Brazilians. And I would go back and forth every week. And it was just like, so much for my little brain, you know, and I don't know if I necessarily had ADHD, but I do have an attention disorder, which they said was ADHD. And as a young kid, um, you know, in middle school slash beginning, like freshman year of high school, I got, you know, um, I got introduced to Adderall, which I was prescribed. Um, I thought it was helping me. It was ruining a lot of my friendships, mixing it with alcohol was making me black out and go insane. It was making my appetite really suppressed. So then when I would not take it, I would overeat and overeat a bunch of random things. And when I would take it, my, my, um, my appetite would be suppressed and I wouldn't be able to eat. So I had this very fluctuating thing happening. I was fighting with people. I was becoming really angry with random things, you know, but I was focused. My focus was on random shit. Okay. Like obsessing over cleaning my room, obsessing over my math homework. Like, let me get it done. Uh, Like, you know, things that normal kids should not obsess over. Like I just Mm -hmm. was not interested in certain things. Um, but I took it forever. I took it until I, you know, opened my storefront and I was still on Adderall 
And I was up all night, every night, making jewelry, obsessing over my website, taking photos. I was like that girl with the red eyes, like thought that I didn't need to sleep. And ultimately I feel like ruined my business. And so I ended up selling my business and, um, I ended up like just coming off of the Adderall when I met my husband, because he it was a pro triathlete and he really helped me understand that I didn't need it. I went to him like freaking out, telling him, I don't know what to do because I'm addicted to this. And he just really helped me. He threw, we threw away the rest of my Adderall. And I was like in a freaking vegetative state, I think for, um, mm -hmm. months, I don't want to hog the, the whole mic. So I'm going to pass it back to you, but that's pretty much, um, my experience with Adderall, which I think is a drug and people do not look at it as a drug. They think, Oh, it's just Adderall. I would tell my friends, I think I'm addicted to this. And they'd be like, just, just Adderall. And I'm like, just Adderall. It's a friggin' narcotic. Adderall is a narcotic. It is in the same, um, family as cocaine <laughs> and, um, just Adderall is a very bold statement. Um, I can't, you know, like, listen, I'm not here to say that uh, I'm not a doctor and I'm not here to say that if someone struggles with ADHD and I've had episodes on ADHD, ADHD, and I've had people that are very, very, um, successful with Adderall. Personally, as an addict, can I take Adderall? Absolutely freaking not. I will be on the corner behind the dumpster smoking crack in seconds. And it's been proven, you know, yeah. because it just wakes up. And just like you said, if you're putting something into your body that is changing your perception and personality like that, then then there's something wrong, yeah. you know, and and I uh, if I like it. If one's good, then two's better and three's even better and a hundred's the best. So, you know, people like that are kind of wired the way that I'm wired and a lot of people that listen to this podcast are wired. We don't do well with Adderall. So don't you you never have to like apologize for saying like, oh, my friends. Yeah, no, I mean, very validated, very yeah. validated. So you got off the Adderall and of course, you're definitely a whack job. And it also does induce eating disorders. And I loved Adderall because yeah, I was like instantly skinny, you know, yeah. and it's yeah. such a fault of like, I'll never forget when I, I start, I was working in this Pilates studio and I was sober, quote unquote, supposed to be sober. And I was trying to manage my ADHD and I was working in this Pilates studio and uh, I was working for this uh, Russian woman. She was real tough and she shot, I was overweight, which is freaking ridiculous. <laughs> like, <laughs> like 117 pounds at her, I was overweight. And she's like, um, what are you doing? You look so good. And it was because I was taking Adderall. So that just added fuel to the fire. So, you know, I, I that was that was a, a, a drug that was the love of my life as well, because it gave me the high highs. It gave me the um, you know, when, when when people are bipolar, they talk a lot about how they love it when they're on their their upswings and you're in a constant upswing up all night. You know, it feels great. And you don't yeah. want to eat, but you're also a freaking psychotic, crazy person. Yeah. And people don't look at it as you're on a drug. Like when, when you say, oh, I'm going to take cocaine and stay up all night, people are like, oh, what are you crazy? Oh, I'm just going to take Adderall and do some work all night. It's completely different. But the thing about Adderall for me also was the relationships that I would get into because of the fact that I feel like I didn't have any clarity. So my mind was clouded when I would meet people, I couldn't tell if they were 
like good people or what was going on. I really like drug addicts. I couldn't even tell that they were on drugs. Like it was so insane. And, you know, you know about a, a terrible relationship that I was in and a relationship where a couple of times I was pretty much assaulted. And even people saw this happen to me, like friends and where everyone was just like shocked. But I would always be like, no, deep down, this person's a good person, you know? And the third time that it happened to me, I was like, ah, so I'm going to die if this happens to me again. This is insane. And I called everybody. I called my family. I called showed up and I said, get the hell out of my house. I never want to see your ass again. I never saw this person again in my life, but it happened to me. It's, it, I never thought something like this would happen to me. I think of myself as somebody that has a lot of confidence and, you know, but I like to help people. And so I put myself in situations like with friends too, who would just suck from me, suck, suck, take, take, take when I was on Adderall, because I couldn't see that. And mm -hmm. so now I know that it was because of that, because right now when I'm in this clarity and I have a clear mind and I know what I want and I have these crazy people in my like certain area, I'm like, this is not normal in the past. I couldn't see that. And so that is what I really attribute to. I'm so thankful for becoming sober, um, not only from Adderall, but I also stopped drinking when I stopped taking Adderall because the two and two kind of went in hand for me. I would get take Adderall, had lost my personality, and then I would need a drink to like have fun. And then yeah. I would be like able to drink way more because the Adderall. Yeah, I was gonna say you could drink 10 times more, yeah, right? <laughs> I, was, I was like, I was the girl like taking so many shots and being fine. You know, I could like throw up and keep drinking and party more. And it was because of the Adderall. And so when I stopped, I stopped drinking. And, um, and you know, I had to start going out and learning how to like have fun without the alcohol, without the Adderall. And um, I think that was the big thing too, because you go to a party and it's like the first thing you do is like, let me have some alcohol, you know, and then right. it starts being fun. But when you get somewhere and you're like with a bunch of randoms and you have to actually have those conversations that are awkward or you don't know the person, you know, hey, how, you know, you really have to put yourself in a vulnerable state. And so I learned how to have fun without absolutely anything. And every single day of my life, I have the most damn fun that I've ever had. And it's real. And I remember it. And it's not fake BS fun to like, get myself out of like a sad state that I was in. You know what I mean? It's just fun because life is short and I want to enjoy it. And that's the pure reason why I have fun every single freaking day. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> That that's and, and and you did you talked about the relationship and the guy um and I guess what you were saying what he did was was uh, I, I'm I'm gathering was physical and all of that and it is so true about addicts like I'm the biggest asshole when I'm using I mean sometimes I'm not sometimes you never know what you're gonna get it's Russian roulette if you're gonna get fun gen or if you're gonna get um <laughs> asshole gen or if you're gonna get I'm gonna get arrested gen it's you don't know what you're gonna get with me. But, you know, it's like we are. That's the thing where we're so misunderstood because, you know, addicts, we're pretty deep. We're pretty good people. And I think it's because we are such empaths and so sensitive that our addiction takes over and we hurt so many people. And that's why when we clean up, we we, we do so well. You know, um, it doesn't mean that you have to um, when somebody cleans up, it doesn't mean that you necessarily have to get back with that person or have that person in your life again by yeah. any means. But, um, you know, it is true. They say that, you know, alcoholics and, and addicts are the most intelligent people. Not that I'm one of them. I'm, I, I'm kind of like, uh, uh, 
out of the equation when that comes. But <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> yeah, right. No, you're incredible. <laughs> you're incredible. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I got, I got right. the gift of gab, but yeah. You're right. Addicts, a lot of them that at least I've come across are people who they are so caring. They don't know how to like deal with their emotions. They've maybe been through trauma or they've been through something and they don't know how to deal with it. And it's not their fault because sometimes you have bad influences around you that are like, oh, why don't you try this? And the addiction just happens as a natural process because I've tried many things and never got addicted to them. And there are people who have addictive personalities. And I feel like it's so sad because I don't think badly of any addict, but when you're in that addiction state, nobody can help you except yourself. Because if somebody tries and you're not ready, you're just going to go back. It's 100% true when you're talking to somebody that's been in and out of institutions over 40 times. So I more than anybody knows that you really, you have to want it yourself. You have yeah. to want it yourself. Um, nobody can, can want it for you. And I'm, I'm going through that right now with my own son, you know, like I can't do it for him. He's, he's getting his own help. And if he wants it, he's going to get it. If he doesn't, he's not going to help it. Uh, or he's not going to get the help. So what was it in, um, so when you were, when you were, you said that your husband helped you get off the Adderall. Is this your current, you're the, the guy that I you're in the to, dances yeah. with now? Okay. You're kind of, yeah. Okay. So when you were in this relationship with the other, uh, with the other one was, were, were you two using together? No, was I was on Adderall and he was on, I didn't know this, <laughs> but it was meth. Okay. Um, I he was very similar to me. Like we would both stay up and be working and doing things and be trying to, and I'd never understood. And one day he had admitted it to me and I was just like, Oh, I don't really know much about meth. And I just wasn't really trying to judge. And I tried to help him get off of it, but he wasn't trying to get off of it. He was like, basically just telling me that he was, you know, and that's, what's so crazy is because it was on Adderall. I couldn't even tell that somebody was on drugs close to me. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. thought it was just acting normal, like a little bit crazy, but like, so was I, you know, being up late night and doing whatever I wanted. And I just want to do my own thing and not be bothered. So I wasn't too focused on what he was doing. You know, I was just like, do whatever you want. And I'm going to do my thing. And, um, it wasn't like, let's do drugs together type of thing at all. Like I thought I was being good. I had a business and I was working all night and I was doing the right things but they were just not the right yeah. way. We're always the last ones to know that we have the problem really, yeah. you know, and, 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 and our loved ones, we're always the last ones to know when our, our loved ones are using as well because of the denial. And you had a double whammy because you were using, and you know, like my mother, she didn't want to know. She, she would turn the other cheek. I'd be sitting there doing drugs right in front of her face. And she would think I would stone. No mom, I'm not using. Meanwhile, I had that, way, you know, I'd have the freaking pipe right in front of her, but because they, 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 we only want to know what we want to know. So it's our own denial that builds up. So, um, you, you meet your now husband. He saved my life. He literally saved my life and changed my life, but not because for him, but for me and helping me the way that I wanted to be helped and not like, because it will benefit him in any way. And I think that that is also something, um, that people, they want to help you because they want to be like, Oh, because it would benefit me. You know what I mean? And they don't really look at like, I really want to help you because 
I believe in you and I think that you're amazing. And I know that you have this like capacity to do all the things that you dream of um, just by knowing you and like understanding you a little bit. And, you know, he told me when we had first met Giuliano, my husband, like I wouldn't even look at him in the eyes. Mm. He's very perceptive person. And so I would always be like, yeah, like, you know, like, Hey, (laughs) but I would never sit there and like actually talk to him and have a conversation where we're looking in the eyes. And I was like, I was like, Oh my God, that's so scary. Like, because I never knew that. I don't do that with anybody. Like, or I never did in the past. Now I'm always looking at people in the eye, but the Adderall, it gave me this thing where I was, it would make me so like focused on a million things. You know what I mean? I couldn't like just be there and sit there and be like caring about the conversation that we were having. And, um, you know, when I told him, I started actually Googling like addiction Adderall. What I'm, I think I'm addicted. I don't know what's going on. I can't sleep. And I realized so many people were posting in threads, posting, help me. I don't know what to do. I feel stuck. And then some people were like, I got off of it. Best decision I've ever made in my entire life. And I will have never, and will never go back. And when I saw those, I was like, people have done this with ADHD and they're fine and they're living great and they're thriving now. And I knew that that was actually something that could happen. That's when I went to my husband and I said, okay, I want to get off these meds. I'm going to be weird for a while because I don't know what's going to happen. I've been on them since high school. Yeah, I really don't know, but I want to be done with them. So I need your help because I don't know what's going to happen these next couple of months. Mm. I'm, I've been taking these every day for like the longest time. And he was like, okay, let's do it. I'm, I'm here to help you. There was, there was a couple months where I literally would lay on the couch and sleep and watch TV. And I couldn't even get a sentence out because I felt like I had like no, I, I had no thoughts, like what to say. And I felt like I had to listen to everybody else because I didn't like really believe or trust in like my own instincts anymore. And to get that back, I'm telling you, it took over a year and I still sure. struggled. Like I, he'd be like, where do you want to sit inside or outside? I'm like, I don't care. He's like, no, where do you, do you want to sit outside or inside? Like it's two different things. It's sunny out here. It's nice and cool in here. Like and I would, would do you want to drink coffee or water? Either one. No, coffee and water. They're, huge. They're different, <laughs> completely different. And so I really started thinking about what I wanted. And I started telling people what I wanted. And I was not scared to say exactly what I wanted, how I wanted it. And um, I think that was the biggest take out of all this. That is so key, just in everything in life. And this is like, a shift that, that I've made recently as well is just speak your truth, like throat chakra. What do you want? You know? And you know, like uh, Thursday I was, I was supposed to do something with somebody and I want to do it. I don't. So, you know, and, and usually I would just go through the motions and do it or come up with a lie or this or that, you know, it's like, called them up. I was like, you know what? Um, I'm not in a position to, to make it. I can't do it. I don't have to tell you why, you know, it's just yeah. speak, speak your truth. I, I don't have to tell you why I can't I make love it. it. And you know, this is what 2022 is going to be about for me is speaking my truth. I'm so glad you brought that up because you know, there's still, uh, still a lot of things that, that I need to work on as far as my recovery goes, a uh, shitload, you know? And, um, when, when you take the, when you, you could take the drugs and alcohol away, and then you just have like one, you feel, so you feel like you're naked, 
you know, and you have to relearn everything over and over and over again. And it's, it's just such a learning process. And it's, it's just, it, it's so hard. And with Adderall, there's so many alternatives for ADHD. You know, there, there are, there's so many alternatives out there. There's non-narcotic me medicines. There's um, all kinds of different kinds of vitamins and therapies and Meditation. I hear I go on my meditation rant again, but but running changed my life. Running is what instead of waking up and taking my Adderall, I wake up and go for a run. And it literally, it's like my entire brain. Like it's so hard that run. Every single time I'm telling you, I've been running for years now. Every single time that run does not get easier. The entire mm -hmm. time I'm just like, you gotta finish, you gotta do it, you gotta do it, you gotta do it. By the time I'm done. It's like everything else in the entire day is easy. I'm like, oh, what? Okay, let's go do that. Let's go do that. My energy. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I'll take a nap after this because I'm so tired because I wake up early and do my run. I can't take a nap after because I'm so energized. So it's literally like a pill, but it's natural. And it's like, you know, it's giving you those endorphins. And I'm telling you, because I've done workouts, people are always like, oh, go work out in the gym and go lift weights. But for me, truly running and of course, lifting sometimes, but that's not what helps me with my ADHD for the you. It's the running and the hardness of it. And the, like, you know, it works out your entire body, but your brain too. And you're just like, by the time you're finished, it's like, you're a new person. Every Why do I hate running so much? I love working. I hate running. How long do you, how, how long would an hour run? How long? Everyone hates running. So that's the thing. So you got to learn to love it because everybody hates it. So you got to learn to love the things that everybody hates, but normally throughout the week, I'll do like three miles, 30 minutes. Um, on Sunday, I always do around an hour. I'll do like six miles and that's all I do throughout the week. But it wasn't easy at first, but see my husband helped me because he gives me my workouts. And at the beginning, what I would do would be run a minute, walk a minute, run a minute, walk a minute, run a minute. Now mm -hmm. I'm doing run like 10 minutes, walk two, run 10. I don't just consistently run. I, I do intervals right. and it really helps me because just be like, oh, I'm going to go on a 30 minute. I'm already like, oh, hell no. But if you're like, okay, I'm going to start. It's like, it's a 10 minute interval and then another 10 minute. And then it just helps you. Yeah. It's, it's the endorphins. I mean, that's yeah. why I always say that exercise is the best antidepressant out there yeah. for sure. And I know for a fact that, because I mean, it's no secret. I talk about it all the time that I struggle yeah. with depression, like serious, like debilitating depression. If it were up to me, I'd be in bed all the time. I mean, oh. it just is what it is. Whatever. It's fine. You know, it's fine. Like that, like that. Um, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> That's like the story of my life. But I mean, when I, when I, when I work out literally, um, that's really the only time after that workout that I just feel great. And it's the endorphins that natural, uh, high that we get. And they, that's why they call it the runner's high. So thank yes. you so much for sharing that the runner's, the runner's high. high. Yes. And if you search it, actually, it even says it is something that like truly is something that fixes like, or helps with ADHD or other things that you're just going through. It, it just, I don't know how to explain it because I hate telling people what to do, but I'm telling you from somebody who a couple of years ago was not running at all. And I would do like the elliptical and like some weights to how much I run now and how much has changed my life. Like if I could just tell everybody that this is something that they should do. And you know, it's funny because most really successful businessmen, if you start watching YouTube videos about like what they do 
every single one of them mentions running. They don't mention exercise and working out at the gym. They mention they get up, they run, and then they go to work and then they work all day and work on their things. It's every time I'm watching an inspirational video, I'm like, every person mentions running. It's insane. That's good information. That's really great information. And the thing about running too is I can't, I don't know anyone that's gotten up in the morning and put on their workout clothes to go take like, uh, you know, um, a five mile run and then got arrested, ended up in jail. (laughs) That's true. You know, I mean, it's awesome. So, um, the, the running that's, that's definitely something, um, that, that I'm going to look at for myself too. Cause I have this trainer and he's so hot, he's, <laughs> you know, of course, I'm you, could do both. you could do both, right? Running, but no, no, he's really into it too. He makes me run. And I want to be like, I text Good. him every morning. I'm like, no running this morning, no running okay. this morning. Yeah. So now you have to start mentally when you're running, think about all the things that either you're pissed about or that you want to like fix or that you want to do throughout the day. Start thinking about those things instead of I hate running, you know, because that's your time. That's like your real time to like, it's like a meditative thing. You know what yeah. I mean? It, truly, because you're thinking and you're like, oh, and it's hard. And it's just, I don't know, but do it and let me know how it goes, but get consistent with it because. And truly- you do it outside, like the treadmill. Like I just can't with the treadmill, you know, <laughs> just like you, you run out. We're lucky enough that we live in a nice climate, but yeah. um, you run outside. Yeah. Yeah. I try to, I try to run trails. I try to run near the beach, things that like make me happy, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. I do. And I'm going to do that. And I'm going to, you're going to be my running accountability partner. Seriously. hundred yeah. percent. Cause it's, it's, it's great. And you know, being, I'm also a sex addict and you know, you're a lot better in the sack. You could, you could last a lot longer when, uh, you know, you're in good cardio shape, you know, uh, I could lift some heavy weights, but you know, I could, I could, I could use a little more cardiovascular endurance here. So thank you, Becca. I love you. I just love you. You're so funny. Oh, he's so informative. Um, all right. So ADHD, Becca, I would have never imagined any of this about you. Um, I mean, Tell us about, okay. So, so Becca does these like awesome TikToks with her father, which is so funny. Like the one today that you did with, um, okay. So it was the Barbie one. The one today you did with the wig. What was that again? Oh my God. <laughs> Where the garage is opening and I'm singing and he pushes me out of the way. <laughs> it's a wig yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So you start, you started, you have like, I don't even know how many followers on TikTok you have now, but, um, not that many. <laughs> you have a lot. You have a lot. You have a lot and, and Instagram and you're big with clubhouse and you just, you do a lot with, with the social media. Um, and you came up with these filters. And so every time that I do, not every time, but a lot of times when I do my podcast stories, I have a microphone and, and headsets and everyone thinks it's really a microphone and headset. It's not, it's Becca's filter. It's her filter. You guys <laughs> want to make your stories look great. Your social media look great. How do we get these filters, man? Cause everyone's asking me. So it's easier to just tell us. I love it. No. Yeah. So honestly, it's easy. I've tried to make this very easy. What we do is you just message me and we talk about ideas, concepts that would work for you and something that I think probably would work too, because I see filters like all the time. I research them. So I kind of know what's out there. And once we come up with a concept, a lot of people lately have been doing like raining things. Like I just got one done. It was like raining the fire emoji, raining, um, raining, uh, like, uh, like championship, um, medals or whatever. 
And because she's about to do like a championship, um, she's like a champion dancer. And so just things where like you could be interactive, I feel like are the coolest because, you know, in the past it was more so like to shift your face or to like be perfect, but that's not, you know, what I'm trying to do. Of course, it's fun to add those features and everything like that, but I want it to be more interactive and more fun and actually like something that could benefit you and your brand, you know, like you as a podcast host, having the podcast you know, speaker and the, the headphones. Yeah, that's and awesome. That. And I could click on it if I wanted to just make me look pretty then that, but then if I click on it, then I get the microphone and, and the, and the headset. So I exactly. just told everybody, I really don't look that pretty, but no, that's, but you know what, this is just reminding me. That's how we met. I forgot. That's how, <laughs> that's initially how we really did meet was I went to, to, to oh, you no. to get a filter and the customer service was impeccable, seriously, because oh, I, I was on vacation and I was like, ah, I, I don't think I want the eyelashes like this. I don't want to make this an infomercial for your um, <laughs> filters, but they are so freaking good. And, and they're, you know, they're uh, reasonable. I mean, it's worth it because I've been using this so much and so many people that other people, if you want to get big on social media, other people use your filters. And so that's how you get more recognition and more followers. Exactly. So it's, it's really cool. Yeah, I love it. And I try to make it more personal, like just message me and we can talk and I can check out your page and we can see instead of just like you going to a website and filling out information. And I try to make it as perfect as possible. You know, like I allow people to change things up. They could try it, use it, the draft and um, kind of change things up. So just message me on Instagram and we'll talk. Okay. What's your Instagram? Becca with two A's and then Brazil. So B-E-C-C-A-A, Brazil, B-R-A-Z-I-L. Okay. And another thing that uh, we're going to do a huge podcast about is um, after the holidays, depression and shopaholic and liking to spend money and all that, because that's a big one for me. And if somebody wants to indulge in jewelry, they could also go to you for that because yeah! you've got this badass jewelry. Tell us about that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been creating jewelry. Actually, I gave um, a piece to Danny yesterday for her birthday, um, but I still have a ton of stuff. I just don't promote it that much because I don't know. I just felt like it was too time consuming for like too little. Like I would make it and I would buy it and I would spend it, I would spend time. And then I, I wanted to like, even just give it away to people. Like that's just the type of person that I am. And so I have a ton of cool stuff. Um, but I just don't really promote it all that often. <laughs> okay. All right. So, I mean, I, I love, it. I want to, I, I'm, I want to come to, uh, well, I am coming to your area in March. Yes. And- so you can see it personally. That's what I like better. Like I used to have a storefront. And um, since most of my pieces are like unique, that's why it's hard for me to like really try and sell it online because to post one thing, every single thing that's one thing, it, it was just became kind of hard for me because I don't have somebody that like creates it overseas and I have like thousands of one piece, you know, I just have very, very, very like unique pieces. So right. when you come, you can see them. Like I create body chains. I'm going to start wearing them in more of my videos. That's what I like. The body chain. Yeah. Those oh, are sexy AF, water. man. Yeah. yeah. So I make all those by hand. How do you do that? Where'd you learn to do that? I just went. So <laughs> it's kind of a long story, but when I lived in Chicago, I was blogging like before I started doing social media too big. And um, I was like, how am I going to make money with this? And then I was like, Oh, I could wear my own jewelry. So I just started learning to make my own jewelry. I started with rings and then I got into necklaces and then I got into body chains and the body chains. I'm like, this is key because 
that makes people feel sexy. It's different. It's not like what everybody else has. You could wear it with bikinis or on under shirts or whatever. And so for a long time, I sold mostly body chains. Like at my store, it was bikinis, body chains, and just like beachwear. So it was fun. Mm, I love it. I still have a lot of them here. I'm going to start wearing them in my videos. So I think that's what I'm going to start doing is I'm going to have just my unique pieces that I wear in my videos. The more my videos blow up, the more that people could be like, I want that piece. And I could just sell what I'm wearing directly ship it to them. You know what I mean? Right. That's what I want so where'd you get your business sense? How'd you learn? How'd you learn business? You just were born with it? Cause your dad's Jewish, right? So my, yeah, my dad's Jewish. My mom's He's got the Jewish club. I'm Jewish. That's why I could say that. I'm the only, <laughs> yeah. I'm the only Jew that doesn't have a good mind for business. I'm telling you. <laughs> you do though. You do though. But so the thing is my mom um, is a really insane businesswoman. She's Brazilian. Didn't even learn English till she was like, um, in her twenties, I think. And she moved here and she owns a bunch of businesses out here. She owns Southern States university, international Academy of English. So she basically opened a school for international students to come learn English. And then they didn't, they like wanted to stay longer. So she opened a university for business and they all go there get their bachelor's and master's. And then they either can stay work, get their work, you know, work visa or whatever, or they go back to their country with um a diploma from the u.s so and english knowledge so she is changing lives of many many foreign international people that's amazing that's amazing and i watched her she struggled and she her she was divorced with my dad and she would take care of me and my brother just be doing business the whole time we were both little kids we're only one year apart and she would just be like hustling and you know she told me people didn't really take her seriously because of her accent and so she ended up getting this like male guy with the perfect American accent. She would like make him do sales and she'd be like, I, you know, you figure out what you're, what doesn't work and you just make it work. Like you figure, you know, and so she would do that. But nowadays in 2022, it's like, you got it. Like we can all do whatever the heck we want. Like somebody messaged me the other day on clubhouse and was like, Oh, you think people are going to take you seriously with that half naked photo of you? I'm literally like looking back like this with like a cool. Yeah, I know. I love your photo. Yeah. I'm like, like, come on. I'm like, it's 2022 and you're really telling me that. Like, so it's just crazy because nowadays I want to preach that you can look any way you don't you want. You don't have to wear a suit and tie or, you know, be that dress woman with the heels and the nice long dress. You can do whatever the hell you want and be a badass like boss woman boss man, whatever, and get, make all your dreams reality. My dad and I were just featured on Forbes with content with our like funny. Like, I wanted to ask, I was going to bring that up. That's what I was going to bring you up. That, that, so yeah. How does that happen? How do you get featured on Forbes? How? <laughs> so we ended up meeting, um, a really, really cool Jewish guy. And he ended up, he writes for Forbes and he ended up um, interviewing us on, on zoom and writing our article for us. And he's just so amazing. I'll connect you with him, but it was definitely a huge dream come true. And then not only that, but like years ago, you know, when I won Miss Jet Set Magazine, I won a hundred thousand dollars. That's how I funded my first business. Um, and I also took my friends on jets and flew like all over, you know, cause I had free jet mileage and I was like, I don't, I don't need like, you know, to be sketchy, to be able to do these things. I can wait. You just left out- all that out. Like, this is so, <laughs> this is so cool. So wait, you say that again. You just kind of well, rolled over check. that. I won a hundred thousand dollars because 
So it was, so, was 50,000 cash, 50,000 50, in jet miles. <laughs> wow. How did you get that? Um, so I did the Miss Jet Set Magazine competition and they actually do it every year, but it's very hard. There was like over 10,000 women from all over the world competing. The and Miss then, Jet Set Magazine. Yeah. And, I and I've heard this, but I don't know the details. So what, what was the, you were on the cover. So what were you doing? So basically it's an online competition and it lasts for three months and you just have to get as many online voters. And, <clears throat> um, so I literally like didn't sleep for like three months and I was just figuring out how to get that are all free, money. right? No. So no, not all free. So free and paid votes. Yeah. No, no, no. Adderall free. You weren't on oh, it. Oh, Adderall you... free. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Cause you're like, I was, no, on I, was, but you... no, I was, no, I was on Adderall. I was oh, okay. Okay. All right. One yeah. of the better. Okay. I know. <laughs> Thank so you for I your honesty. More, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but everything since then hasn't been on Adderall, but yeah, I was on Adderall then, but, um, yeah, I would spend all night just like finding ways to get votes and like meeting new people and being like, Hey, vote for me, blah, blah, blah. And it ended up working, but I had, it was so weird. I just knew I was going to win. I was like, people would be like, how, how, how are you going to win? Look at all these beautiful 10,000 other women who are like this and that. Like even Forbes Riley was in the competition. It's <laughs> <That's> amazing. <laughs> but you know what, Becca, I, and you know, I did a podcast about this this morning manifestation, like the universe, like because you knew it, you knew it in your, in your heart of hearts. You're like, I know it. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. And fuck you. Exactly. And while you're at it, fuck all you, because I'm going <laughs> to do this, you know? And, and I know that feeling. I, I totally know that because I've had that in my life as well. And that's the best when you just really in your heart of hearts and everyone's trying to discourage you and all the haters are like, oh my God, she's nuts. What she doing? She's never gonna, she can't do that or blah, blah, blah. you know, and you just know, you just know. And I was not a model back then or anything. This was my first, um, like really professional photo shoot ever. Wow. So, such an and it was with jets. Story. It was with jets and dope ass cars, and like just me <laughs> with my Louboutins on. It was just like, yeah, anything can happen. Truly, anything. And that was years ago. And I have not quit. Like, cause some people they're like, oh, I, ha I got had this, and like, you know. But since then, like, I've continued to make other dreams become a reality. And you know, like the most recent one, other a lot of other cool things happened. But Forbes was like a huge dream of mine. So yeah. I just want to keep going and making other things happen, but also what's next? What's, people. What's next process. for you? What is like next on the bucket list or what's the next thing you want to manifest? I don't know. So I really want to have some live events in the, in the coming months. I want to um, create like a content creator hub um, where I can get content creators like from all over the world. So let's say I have five people from Texas, five people from San Diego, five people from Mississippi, and I'm going to make sure that they all meet up consistently and create content together and push each other because at the end of the day, it sucks making content alone. So I really want to focus now on taking the content creator thing and making other people thrive by using community, but not only online community, but like meeting up or like if Texas, you know, guy comes to San Diego then he meets up with the San Diego pod of content creators. You know what I mean? So that's such like, a great idea. That's a great idea. Right. So like when I come to San Diego for my thing, then you and I do a dance with your dad or something exactly. like that. Right. So right. We're right. Do that anyways. But like, can you imagine we have like 10 friends from San Diego? So not only are you excited to see me, but now 
you have like nine other people that you're excited to meet up with while you're out here and hey let's meet at the beach or let's meet wherever you're going and we all just like make content together and just come up with cool ideas and you leave feeling excited and inspired you know if anyone can make that happen it will be you and you know it could help people to travel too to get around and you know what i mean like I know there's a girl that she's got a she's got a uh, great sober page and she's constantly putting together. It's a little different, but um, I, I so respect it. And, and her model might be similar. Like she creates all of these trips through her Instagram page, like sober trips. Uh, she's she was Ooh. on my show. Yeah, it's called your sober. She's she's called your sober pal. Hi, Laura. Are you listening? Um <laughs> And she's always putting these trips together and everybody online, they all meet in Colorado or whatever. And they all do these, these trips together. I love and it. yeah, they just, you know, and it's, it's the online community getting together to do what they love, uh, travel, creating content together. And then it just helps the recovery community online grow. And it just helps us all grow together. So it's, it's awesome, man. I love it. And I think it's so important to have that because that's what you need to be surrounded by. Like you don't want to go to on a trip and everyone's drinking, getting hammered. And you're just like, yeah, awesome. You know, sometimes it's fine, but not every time. Like it's, it's nice to have that community of people that you have something in common with. And so that's why like the content creators, like, I'm sorry, but when I travel, I'm always thinking about content ideas. Like, even if I'm not working and I'm like, just relaxing, it's like, I'm thinking on my relaxation. I'm like, what can I do? Oh my God. I want to make sure that I get content while I'm here. And so, and having people that understand that and that are with you and that you could be like, let's do this real quick. This random video of us together. It just helps. It just does. Yeah. Do you, do you find, cause I know in my life, people get so irritated with my social media. They hate it. And I'm like, but it, but it's fun. And I like it. I'm trying to get followers. I'm trying. I got a podcast. You know, like people are annoyed. They're like, Jen, stop it with the pictures. You know, can't we just go out with you? Do you have to do videos everywhere you go? I'm like, yeah, I do. So I've learned, I've learned how to do it without. It's like, I, now it's just so timed for me. Like even yesterday, I'll go to dinner and I know exactly when I want to take videos of exactly what I want to take photos of. And it's quickly for me now in the past, it was everything, but I don't want it take too many photos and videos anymore because I feel like sometimes for me, it gets a little cluttered. So now I truly like start figuring out exactly what I want to show people. I know what people want to see and I'll use that to my advantage. Like in that moment, I do it and nobody says shit because I'm not doing it the entire time anyways. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and I, think you got your craft down. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, that's the thing though, is the more that you do it, who gives a shit what they say, but at the same time, it is good to be present. Like yeah. there is a good way, like something good for you in that of being present and being able to listen to what people say and not always being so excited about like getting that on video. And so I do try and get what I need. And then I stay present because at the end of the day, like, what's the point of even going if I'm just going to be like in my own world the whole time? Yeah. Some people do that. Like I go to dinner with people and they the entire night are doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like do it and then, and then be present. I have to admit, sometimes it's incentive to even go out because I don't want to go out. And it, it takes so much to get me out of the house. And it's like, OK, you know what? I'll go because in my head, I'm like, that's going to get me some really good content. So that's, that's going to get me out. Right? You know, it's, <laughs> only true, another content you know, you, could, to get that. you could take some before. Like, I love the mirror selfies. I'm like dressed up. You get the mirror yeah. selfies. You take some content before and then you go and get a little content there. But, you know, whatever. I mean. 
Do I'm you. so bad at taking mirror selfie. I'm so bad at it. One of my best friends, she's she's like brilliant. Tracy, <laughs> I'm gonna give Tracy a little shout out. Tracy, it's sultry. She's the, oh, you have to look at her clothes. We'll talk Ooh. off. Yeah, she's got the best um the best boutique of all time. So like, and I've been to a couple boutiques in my day as a, as a spendaholic. Um, yeah, <laughs> my friend Tracy. Nobody could take a selfie like this bitch. I'm telling you, this bitch. Like, I'm telling you. And she tries to tell me how to do it. I just can't. <laughs> but she laughs at me. It's so funny. I love it. But yeah. Anyway. Um. So, Becca, like, I'm just really psyched that you took the time to come on Sober Exposure and tell your story. And if if anybody got, oh my god, I can't believe this was like 50 minutes already. Really, seriously. <laughs> we just literally talked for 50 minutes. It was so um, fun. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't want anybody to get the wrong impression and think that I'm sitting here slamming Adderall because you know what? Adderall is, uh, it's a good medication for some people. It didn't work for me. It didn't work for you. What works for some doesn't always work for others. Adderall is, it's, it's addictive. Is it a physically addictive drug? Physically meaning like heroin is physically addictive. Alcohol is physically addictive, meaning that um, if you stop taking those drugs, you're going to go into a physical withdrawal where you're going to need a detox center. You know, Adderall is not like that. Neither is cocaine. Okay. So you're right. You're not going to like, you know, but, but it's, it's an emotional, like you said, you couldn't even get your <clears throat> thoughts together. You didn't even know how to act in front of people. So, um, you know, it, it is, it's, it's very, it could be very, very, very dangerous. And it's, yeah. it's, no, and this is, I think, for the people who are thinking, who are going through this right now, being like, this is ruining my life, but I don't know where to go. Like, that's, this is for those people. If you have it figured out and you're fine the way that you are, that's great. But there are people like me who I thought I was fine also for years and years and years of my life. But let me tell you, I was literally, I was surviving and not thriving. Like, I felt like I was just like, you know, living, but I wasn't really able to like experience things to my full potential. And that's just what medication does. And so I'm just telling my story. You're telling your story, but this isn't like we're slamming anybody or anything at all. I love that. I love the way you said that. Yeah. This is for anybody that is just like, dude, there's something wrong. Maybe opening some eyes. And that's what this podcast is all about, you know? So go ahead, hate mail me if you'd like. And uh, Becca and I will both kick your ass and then we'll dance for you. <laughs> Yes. I love you. I love you. I love you. Once again, give us your, uh, well, give us all your creds, your Instagram and your TikTok and all that. Okay. So TikTok and Instagram are both Becca Brazil, B-E-C-C-A-A, Brazil, B-R-A-Z-I-L. So follow me on TikTok and Instagram and I'll I'll give you some love back. (laughs) Right on, sister. Sober exposure. Thank you. Next week, we'll see you again. Have a good one. Bye, baby. Need more? Of course you do. The show's all about needing more. Go to my website at soberexposure.show or get stuck on my Instagram at soberexposure underscore podcast. Soberexposure.